harmony of patience and intimacy. Those whom heaven helps, we call the children of heaven. They do not learn this by learning. They do not work it by working. They do not reason it by using reason. To let understanding stop at what cannot be understood is a high attainment. Those who cannot do it will be destroyed on the lathe of heaven. I'm going to read it again a little bit. A couple of months ago, it was about probably a month before um, our dear Dharma brother and teacher and my great friend Yazan Dave Johnson cross the threshold and enter the realm of a realm beyond this realm of physical form. And um, this talk is dedicated, inspired by and dedicated to Yaza. So when I, when I went to visit him, he said, I want to give a Dharma talk. I said, great. He, he said, will you help me? I said, sure. What do you want me to do? How can I help you? And he said, remember that talk I gave that time about the lathe of heaven? I said, yeah, I remember that very well. He goes, I want to elaborate on that. And, and I said, well, do you have something? How can I, you know, how can I help you? He said, uh, I want you to go find somebody who can read and write Oracle bone script and have that quote translated into Oracle bone script for me so I can have a look at it. And th- this was not not an unusual sort of request from Yazan. <laughs> Only most of the time he would do the work himself. Um, but he had these ideas. So Oracle Bone Script is the most, you know, it's the oldest known uh, form of writing in China. And it, I think it came into... Uh, use about 3,000 years ago. And it was carved into bones. This was before the, uh, apparently before the, before brushes were used for writing in China. So they carved these ideograms into bones and turtle shells, tortoise shells, and, and used these objects in, in oracle ceremonies or to seek guidance from heaven. 
And um, so I said, yeah, okay, I'll get, I'll get right to that, Dave. <laughs> and I, I haven't yet been successful, but I haven't given up either. I mean, there's a little bit more, more to that story. And um, so that was it. And that has turned out to be a most excellent teaching. What is that quote I, I, I read about the lathe of heaven? It is from Zhuangzi, Taoist sage of the fourth, fifth century before the common era. He was a contemporary or close, close to being a contemporary of Shakyamuni Buddha. And, and, and he wasn't a Buddhist. because Buddhism had, was just getting started in India at that time. But kind of like uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard said about Jesus, he would have made a good Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I, I, I recognized something this morning in, when we chanted the song of the Jewel Mira Samadhi. There's a reference toward the end of it. There's a reference. There's a verse that said, "Ye with his archer skill could hit a hundred, hit a target at a hundred paces." But when arrow points meet, what does this have to do with power of skill or whatever? Something like that. That's pretty close. Mm -hmm. um, Ye appeared. Ye the archer appears in the writings of Zhuangzi, and. Um, I think it's like an example of somebody who is very good at, 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 at specifics, but maybe not so strong on, on general stuff. I think that's what that's about. Anyway, interesting side note on Yi and Zhuangzi. So let me read it again. I'm going, to, I'm going to read a little bit different translation of it. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Those whom heaven aids may be called the children of heaven. Learning means learning what cannot be learned. Practicing means practicing what cannot be practiced. Discriminating means discriminating what cannot be discriminated understanding that rests in what it cannot understand is the finest. If you do not attain this goal, then heaven, the equalizer will destroy you. Yazan was very inspired, I believe, and, and, and kind of captivated by this quote and by this image of the lathe. And, you know, it's a little bit startling, at least it is to me, this, this quote, I understand, <laughs> tricky word. For me, the main, the main message of, of this quotation is, concerns 
encountering ultimate truth and and um if one thinks and meditates and thinks and meditates and thinks and meditates there very well may come a point at which one comes to know that there's a mystery that can't be reached by conventional thinking and, and uh, understanding. So what this quote says is, let your understanding stop at that point. Or another way to say it is, don't try to force understanding beyond its limits. You won't probably like the results very much. And then there's this kind of scary part. If you can't do it, you're going to be destroyed on the lathe of heaven. <laughs> that sounds kind of violent and bloody. So that talk that Yazan gave, which invoked this quote, revolved around his fascination with this image of the lathe and other turning things. And it's the Dharma wheel. He turned the Dharma wheel and he brought out a gyroscope. He was thinking a lot, he was talking about all the different kinds of machines that could be that were akin to lay to a lathe, and a, a lathe is a tool for carving material, in which the the carving blade is more or less stationary, and the material is spinning very rapidly. It can be quite dangerous to get caught up in one of these things. It can be deadly, and So part of Yazan's talk and part of his use of this imagery, well, I, you know, he, he was a machinist. So he had tools in his shop that were kind of like, kind of like this, uh, milling machines and so forth. Um, so he had an affinity for this and, and, and also for the spinning, spinning wheels. I remember him talking quite a lot about spinning wheels, Dharma wheel, wheel turning kings. Uh, from from the Buddhist uh, sutras, but in this talk, when he was talking about the different kinds of lathes, he came up with this gyroscope. Gyroscope is a lathe, is it? So I wanted to. He wanted to have a look at that bone script and on that quote, and I wanted to bring this gyroscope. So what what the way I interpret all of this is that he, 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 
if by by settling on this image of a gyroscope as a lathe, he was turning a, he was giving this object of this tool of destruction an opportunity to be re, recast as a as a as a device for navigating. So it was an, a kind of an inversion of meaning. It's, it's like use this lathe of heaven as, as, as a guide. So I just have to do this. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to set it down, but here goes. If you can feel it, how it, the inertia of it is. Resists movement other than along its stated course. Now it's going to slow it down. It's still spinning. You want to play with it? <laughs> quite a beautiful uh, quite a beautiful translation so I was thinking about this and working on the bone script and, I, and meditating with it and then, then along comes Houston Zen Center summer practice period and our Shuso Trisha led us in copying the Vimalakirti Sutra on Sunday afternoon or Sunday noon. And that's a wonderful practice. Thank you very much. I was copying the first page slowly and I got to this passage. This is the same thing. This is saying the same thing as this quote does. So it lit up. And, and this is a part, this is a part of the uh, sutra where it's the beginning of the sutra where Thousands and thousands of bodhisattvas show up to hear the Buddha talk. And it's kind of the whole first chapter of the sutra. And it's called Purification of the Buddha Field. And a lot of these bodhisattvas are, are introduced by name and they've got really some they really have some fancy names <laughs> and uh then the their verses that extol their their attainments talked about how good they are how what they you know what they and they're all they're all you know the point is they're all very well practiced people and Here's what here's what it said. This is the this is the words. These are the words that lit up for me. They, the bodhisattvas, were totally dedicated through the transcendences of generosity, subdued, unwavering, and sincere morality 
tolerance, effort, meditation, and wisdom. Those are the six perfections. Generosity, dana, morality, shila, tolerance, shanti, effort, virya, meditation, samadhi, and wisdom, prajna. And then it went on to say, they had attained the intuitive tolerance of the ultimate incomprehensibility of all things. And I thought, that sounds an awful lot like this other thing. <laughs> it sounds an awful lot like understanding that rests in what it cannot understand is the finest. And, you know, I was delighted to see that there was a footnote right by that. <laughs> so I looked up the footnote. Um, There's really good, really good footnotes in that sutra. And so Robert Thurman, who's the translator of the sutra, um, writes about this tolerance for the tom, the top tolerance for the inconceivable or tolerance for incomprehensibility. There's a there's a word for that in Sanskrit. It is anupalabhidharma shanti. That's your non-syllable word of the day. Um, so Robert Thurman writes in his in his in the glossary, actually the footnote referred to the glossary. The ultimate nature of things cannot be comprehended or grasped by the ordinary conditioned subjective mind. Hence, it is significant that the realization of this nature is not couched in terms of understanding. Wow. Or conviction, but in terms of tolerance. As the grasping mind cannot grasp its ultimate inability to grasp. It can only cultivate, it can only cultivate the tolerance of that inability. Through this tolerance, the mind, a mind reaches the mind reaches a stage where it can bear its lack of bearings. It can endure this kind of extreme openness. It can bear its lack of bearings. It just occurred to me that we're, we have this have this image here in the room of this device, which is a, a spinning wheel, a spinning wheel of Dharma that can be used to maintain one's bearings. So one of the uh, one of the things also that I got from uh, Robert Thurman's work in the glossary, talking about this tolerance of the inconceivable, uh, 
is the last part of this word, anupalabhidharma kshanti, is kshanti, which is the third of the six perfections, and it's usually translated as patience. <clears throat> I think it's also translated sometimes as tolerance. And, and I was a little bit surprised to see that word. And I was a little bit surprised to be able to open up to this notion of tolerance as a way of dealing with the inconceivable. So, Shanti is the third of the six, the third of the six perfections. So then I had this idea that I wanted to go visit the book by Tenshin Reb Anderson Roshi on the six perfections called Entering the Mind of Buddha. And, and, and this is kind of where it all came together for me. <clears throat> he said, he, his subtitle of the, the chapter is, I think it's called the, perf the Perfection of Patience. And then the subtitle of it is Radiant Presence. Excuse me. Now, Tenshin Moshi also talks about the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi in that in, in his chapter on patience. And he brings up the phrase. Turning away and touching are both wrong, for it is like a massive fire. And so, intimacy, which is, which is what he's talking a lot about in this chapter, The kind, of the kind of intimacy that he's referring to involves not getting too close and not turning away, but it involves this notion of radiant presence. And he gives some really good examples about practicing with this in relation to other people. One of the examples he gives is, he said, his friend, he and his friend were approaching each other on the path and they, they stopped and bowed to each other as one, as people do at a Dharma center. And 
she said good morning to him. And later when, when she talked to him, she spoke with him, she said, I want to tell you that when I said good morning to you, I had to look away. And she confessed that she could, that that was too much for her. That kind of closeness, even of saying good morning to your teacher, was too much for her. I think he appreciated very much the fact that she told him that. I think not very many people, not a lot of people do that and they don't know that they're really, it's kind of a habit. Also, in that chapter, he, he, he talked about uh, being with Suzuki Roshi. I think he was Suzuki Roshi's Jisha at a time when they were out of town leading a retreat and Suzuki Roshi was, became ill. And it turned out that he was very ill. And I think it made, kind of turned out to be the beginning of his final illness. And he was in quite a bit of pain on the airplane. And Tenshin Roshi talks about sitting next to him sitting next to his teacher while his teacher was in pain. And uh, he confessed that he wanted to get out of there. Like, I want to be with, he said something like, I want to be with my teacher. And of all the students in the world, I'm the one who is sitting right next to him when he's in pain and, and, you know, I have to recognize this is uncomfortable for me. So this is a way of talking about a certain kind of patience and, and, and being open to being with someone, anyone, whether they're you're meeting them face to face or whether you're, whether they're ill, uh, in a, in an, in an intimate way that doesn't get too close and doesn't turn away. That's the teaching that Yazan gave me. And I'm very grateful for it. So I want to, um, I want to say that I know that I know that he he he, he couldn't be here today to give the, to give his talk, <laughs> and um, I. I can't give his talk either. but I can help him by practicing with him 
and um, working with this process of doing what he said he wanted to do, which is elaborate on his previous talk. The reason I hit the Han out there in the foyer before coming in was that Tenshin Roshi also talks about patience with birth and death. He talks about patience with sentient beings. And part of the chapter is about patience with birth and death on the, on the Han. It says something like birth, death, great matter, don't waste time. I guess you could also say, don't turn away. But meet birth and death. I want to I want to thank you all for for being here and listening, and I I, I look forward to some. If you want to say anything or make a comment or ask a question, we could get back together in a few minutes. And last of all, thank you, Yazov.